It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby here with you. Today's show going up a little later. We did not have internet at the radio station this morning. And you can imagine it was not fun prepping for a morning show with no internet. So, we're here now. We made it. Today's show is primarily going to be a conversation with Seth Galina of Pro Football Focus. Um, We'll talk with him. Auburn is ranked in the first AP poll. I think it's dumb and ridiculous. And then we'll jump into our conversation with Kalina of Pro Football Focus. So Auburn is ranked number 11 in the first AP poll. And you read that headline, you think, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Then you really look at it, and I think it's pretty dumb. (laughs) They rank teams that aren't going to play ahead of Auburn. It's not that much different than the coaches' bowl. So Clemson at one, Ohio State at two. Ohio State is not playing football this year. Three, Alabama. Four, Georgia. Five, Oklahoma. Six, LSU. Seven, Penn State. Penn State is in the Big Ten. They're not playing football this year. Florida at eight. Oregon at nine. One, that's weird. Two, they're in the Pac-12. They're not playing football this year. Ten, Notre Dame. You've got to rank Notre Dame too high. And then you have Auburn at 11. So is Auburn a top 10 team? Yeah, yeah, they are. They absolutely are. Um, I, I just think that's so. Are they gonna as the AP poll comes out every week throughout the season? Are they going to continue to rank teams that aren't playing football this year? Just think about how weird that is. And I've been trying to think of like an analogy or some kind of comparison, a metaphor or a simile, if you will, to uh, describe this. And I really can't come up with one. Because no one's ever really done this before, where it's like, all right, we're going to rank these teams, but we're also going to include teams high up that aren't involved in what we're ranking. It is the oddest thing to me. Let me know. Let me know. And uh, partially because I I want you to know, before we jump into this conversation with Seth, I mentioned this yesterday, but I really want to encourage you guys to reach out and ask some questions about things going on, including thoughts on Auburn being ranked behind teams that aren't playing football this year. Uh, so, listener question heavy driven show tomorrow is kind of my goal. 205 502 4285. You can call that number and leave a voicemail, or you can just shoot a text to it. And uh, I get all of those. I get all of those. So, uh, listener heavy uh, show tomorrow. Really, really appreciate that, guys. Built Bar is back. They have relaunched their website and they've redesigned their bars. They're even better than they were before. 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors like caramel, brownie, cookies, and cream. That's one I'm most excited about. Carrot cake, apple almond crisp, as well as some of the original salted caramel, mint brownie, banana bread, peanut butter. These bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. And uh, it's crazy because they're actually good for you. Great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight by indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. They are great for the keto diet if you're into that low-carb life. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you look at peanut butter, it has, it has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Or you look at a, a new flavor like cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of carbs. So, 
I know you want some of these. I know you want some of these. I want some of these. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, no spaces, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Seth Galina, senior college football analyst at Pro Football Focus, joining us. What's going on, man? How are you? I am fantastic. How about you? I'm doing well, man. So uh, y'all's college football guide was released last week. And uh, I know folks that listen to the show that are aware of what PFF is, you guys really dive into the nitty-gritty. So uh, I imagine a lot of time, uh, sweat, tears. I'm sure all kinds of uh, different things went into making this thing. Mostly tears, I think. Okay, fair I, enough. Uh, well, I have to watch all the starting quarterbacks. So, um, <laughs> A, tears that I won't get to watch uh, Joe Burrow anymore. And then tears having to watch um, a lot of a lot of college quarterbacks. And I don't want to say they're all bad. Um, there's obviously a lot of good ones, but there are some that you just want to you scratch your head uh, and, and can't really understand the, the, the thought process behind them playing quarterback. Who was the worst quarterback that you had to watch in the SEC this year? Oh, man, that's call a somebody good one. out. Call somebody out because right you know, now. You know, Seth. I, I don't want to. I don't want to like get this interview off on the wrong foot. But there happens to be a true freshman quarterback at Auburn. Are you about to say Bo Nix right now? He, uh, the SEC freshman of the year, uh, Bo Nix. Uh, he was not the worst. I will say. I, I like. I don't like to. I don't like to like talk about college kids like this. Oh, he sucks. Blah 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 blah. Um, you can the, say whatever the kid you want. Who though, they right? had to replace at Kentucky it had his struggles. You know, Terry Wilson got yeah. injured, and then they put in the other kid, uh, Sawyer Smith, I believe, before they went to Lynn Bowden. That was that was that was rough. He just not ready. Um, you know, I, they get Terry Wilson back this year, I believe. But yeah, that was a couple games of that was uh, Rutgers level, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but not a quarterback when you look at that situation. So kind of amazing they were able to do. Uh, what they were able to do. But yeah, I mean, circling back to Bo Nix, um, I mean, statistically, not the most sharp guy. And then at times, you know, especially on the road, his decision making was suspect. What stood out to you the most? Uh, if, if you give me like one good trait and one bad trait when you were watching Bo Nix. So I think with Nix, no, we have to say like true freshman. Like that's the first thing we have to talk about, true freshman. Right. Um, it's crazy to think that. You know, here's a guy who was just playing high school football last year or two years ago, I guess now, and then has to go in and run the gauntlet that is, you know, Auburn's schedule. Right. And they won games. And so that's that's great. And I think the the <laughs> unfortunately, the, there wasn't a lot of great about his quarterback play. And I think that one of the issues is that, yes, we can say true freshman and, you know, you're going to get a lot of mistakes. But it's hard not to compare him to a couple other true freshmen that did very well last year. Okay. Um, you know, like Sam Howell would be one of them. Yeah. So, it, 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 look, it, it wasn't a great season for Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest concern was 
is there something there when when the, when it was schemed up? Did he make the plays mm-hmm. when there was open receivers? Did he make the plays? And I don't think he made his, enough plays in those type of situations. So like, you know, Sam Howell had all these RPOs schemed up for him. It was a very like quarterback friendly system. But guess what? He made it. He made it happen in those in those circumstances. Um, and Knicks, on the other hand, you know, with RPOs and play action, it, it just wasn't. There, like we know, when you drop to drop back to pass without play action, and you're just trying to read a defense, I understand that's hard for a true freshman. I, honestly, it's hard for 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 all quarterbacks. Okay. So we're not trying to like rate him based on that, but we're gonna say like, hey, at least when you're given like one read RPOs, at least when you're given downfield shots on play action, where you 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 we we found ways to get receivers open for you, uh, did it work? And it and it didn't quite work for Bo Nix last year. So that's where that's kind of where my concerns would be going forward with him. We know he's talented, but you got to be able to do those like one read things a, a little better uh, going into your into your sophomore season, I guess. So during your time of of doing this with your role as a senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus, and you're looking at these quarterbacks, what's a realistic expectation from watching stuff from a guy's true freshman season? To a guy's sophomore season. I mean, what what's a realistic expectation for Bo Nix in twenty twenty? Well, like I said, I think it goes back to what I just said. So it's like, okay, it wasn't great. You know, the the we haven't graded at overall on and on passes at sixty four, which is is not great. Is that out of a hundred? Yeah, out of a hundred, yeah. What's an so average like, SEC quarterback score? Uh Ish. what's an average SEC starting quarterback score on, on that scale? Uh, it's probably somewhere in the 70. I mean, I could get this as we're talking, but um, yeah, it's probably somewhere in the 70s. At so least. he's below average as far as how you guys score uh, that. I, I, I That's for sure. And even, even just watching the tape, I thought okay. he was a little um, below average for sure. Now, obviously, there's things he does well in terms of, of, of running 100%. What a you know, freak, freak body type that he has. Okay. Um, so there's definitely that. Uh, I'll give you these numbers uh, before we go on. All right. Um, quarterbacks with at least 100 dropbacks in the SEC last season. Bo Nix 12th at 64.4. Wow. Uh, between Ryan Holinsky and Garrett Schrader. Okay. So like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. A lot of uh, what we call turnover worthy plays. Second most turnover worthy plays with 18. Uh, second to Kyle Trask at 22. Uh, sorry, third because of the, the Kentucky quarterback who uh, had a lot of turnover-worthy plays and not a lot of snaps. But so yeah, yeah. again, I, I don't want. I'm not trying to like, like, like you know, berate the guy too much. True freshman, I would have liked to see if you if you would have told me, yeah, the dropback passing game wasn't there, but he delivered on the RPOs. He delivered, yes, he delivered in the run game, but that he he didn't deliver in the in the play action game. I would have been a little more bullish going into the sophomore season. I want to see it first. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I want to see it first. And with, with guys, um, I have to remind myself whether Keaton Slovis from from USC was a true freshman or a redshirt freshman. But that's another kid who like came in. He's super accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was a true freshman, yeah. Like So you know, you saw something that he could do. Howell with the RPOs, Slovis with his accuracy – 
um, you saw something that he could do that project going forward. And for Trask, it was really just, you know, being able to uh, create quarterback, quarterback running efficiency, let's say. Seth, do you have Arkansas stuff in front of you by chance? Um, just you know, right lo- yeah. looking at um, Chad Morris's offense from right. last year. And I mean, obviously, the talent that he had at Arkansas stinks. But as far as kind of looking at that compared to what Nix was able to do, as far as getting guys open, because that's one of the things you guys look at, right? As far as scheming yeah. guys open, is that something that could translate? Do you have those numbers in front of you? Well, I, I'll just tell you, like I like uh, the Chad Morris offense. Yeah, and so him taking over, and I think, I mean, they they come from. You know, it's been years since they've that that they've kind of like been on separate paths. You know, him and and Malzahn, but they come from kind of the same place in terms of their scheme stuff. They their bromance so is real. It's a real thing. Yeah. They love each other. It's crazy. It, it's wild. So I think there's and like you know him saying, yeah, I'm gonna let him take over the offense is probably a good thing. That means he trusts him. He trusts him that much. Trust is a part of love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And and I, I love I you know I loved what he did at at SMU. Yeah. And I go back to there's a game they played TCU. I mean they play TCU every year. I'm pretty sure. But what uh, a rivalry game, that is, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in I I want to say it was like in at home, and they came out with all the stops. Like I'm talking like. Uh, you know, trick plays and throwbacks and double passes and this and that. And it was like, oh, okay, he gets it. Like, he understands how to be a, a an underdog coach, which mm-hmm. we obviously knew that he was going to have to be at at Arkansas. Right. But I think talent was just that bad there. Yeah. I mean, I you tell, like... You, you, you know as much as I do, like that. We continue our conversation with Seth in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, no, it's it's a rough situation, but I mean, that that's kind of been the big thing about Malzahn's offense is like... Are guys open? So I, I was surprised that you were saying that because, I mean, w- w- when I go back and watch this stuff, it's like a lot of times I'm like, I don't know what Bo's supposed to do in a lot of these things. And, like, you know, Auburn brings in all these super talented wide receivers and then they get here, and I don't know how they continue to get them time and time and time again. they got a great class, you know, uh, th- that's going to be freshmen this year. And it's just like these guys do not get open, and, you know, you have people that come on and really break down tape and explain. It's like, yeah, they, they, they have, like, no kind of route tree whatsoever and then well, they get to the yeah and that that's kind of one of the, the issues with chad morris as well is it's a very basic offense for quarterbacks is that okay you know, I, is that okay can you uh, win in the league you know, with it that works in certain situations obviously when the running game is going and that wasn't necessarily true you know usually auburn's got a running game that 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 can pound people last year not as good as it's been in the past so that's not going to help and now when you want to say again it's like one of the issues is like they want to be able to to create that floor i keep going back to the same thing but they want to create and this is true with most college offenses Mm -hmm. you want to be able to create that floor with the rpos and the deep play action shots 
because they know that if I have to be in a situation where I have to play three wideouts, you know, in like 11 personnel, three to tight end, or four wideouts uh, with, without a tight end, I don't have the, uh, the, the, the brain power at quarterback. And this is not a Bo Nix thing. This is a, this is a college football at large thing. Sure. I don't have the, the brain power at quarterback. You know, I have such a young human being, you know, a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old. Can we get through progressions and, and then throw the ball accurately to the right receiver? So it's, it's one of those things where when everything is clicking, then there's no problems. But if you have to put yourself in a situation where I got to drop back, mm-hmm. you know, it's third and whatever, it's second and nine, it's not, it's not third and two, it's not second and five or whatever, I got to put myself in a position where I don't have the benefit of play action, I got to drop back, I got to be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's where kind of the Malzahn system, and a lot of guys, again, I'm not... I'm not knocking Malzahn. He's ha- he has a great system. Sure. But in terms of that drop back passing game, I agree that it's not it's not going to uh, showcase uh, your quarterback as much. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you a good example of a team that I thought did do that last year was. Are you going to say LSU? Uh, You're going to say LSU, aren't you? Well, no, LSU. We'll talk. We can talk about LSU. LSU is a whole different story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is kind of out of nowhere. But Minnesota, I thought. So a lot of people like Tanner Morgan, and I and I do like uh, I do like him. Obviously, we won't get a chance to see him again this year. It's a great name, um, though. Great name, Tanner Morgan. You kidding Tanner me? Morgan, great name, great quarterback mechanics. Do, do you, you do you do you get points off that in Pro Football Focus a system if you have a good quarterback name? Uh, yeah, well, that's I I manually do that. Okay. I go through all the quarterback names and I give plus or minuses to everyone. Where do you rate Bo Nix as a quarterback name? Oh, that's like. It's weird because it's like it's a great name, but not but a good quarterback name. Quarterback. What are your thoughts? Um, I like it. I think it's fine. They brought in a backup uh, grad transfer guy. His name's Grant Loy. Um, I think that's great. And then uh, uh, we got a walk-on quarterback whose name is Sawyer Pate. And like, come on, Sawyer Pate. Yeah. That's yeah. that's fantastic. I, I think the best quarterback name, and he he graded very well in my personal quarterback naming system on PFF, uh-huh. is uh, Buckshot Calvert. That's not real. <laughs> yeah. He was the Liberty quarterback. Uh, I don't think that's probably not his real first name, but uh, Buckshot Calvert. I mean, that's I mean, how, how do you get better than that as a quarterback? I had so, a yeah, child I'm born like, three months ago, and I'm really I'm really bummed that I did not go with that name um, for my child. So that's a that's a bummer. I got to live with that for the rest of my yeah, life. I'm have to negatively grade your uh, your naming skills. Yeah, now. yeah, no question. I'm sorry, you were talking about Tanner Morgan. Yeah, so just I'm just gonna say like they find a way even without play action to get receivers open down the field, and it probably made Tanner Morgan look a lot better than uh, than he was last year. Not okay. that he's like bad or anything. So I, you know, it, it reminds me like Malzahn and that stuff. We're talking about like having bad or, or simple dropback schemes. It reminds me, you know, as an LSU fan, the Matt Canada years or year, yeah, um, because it was so basic what they were doing, right? And like so much was built around this deception in the run game, which again you can you can make parallels to Gus Malzahn's offense, yeah. And then like, okay, well we're we have to be able to be good at that stuff. Because if we have to just drop back and throw it, uh, we're not. We just don't have enough in the in the bag. Really. Yeah. No, that makes sense. 
That makes sense. So, Seth, are you a big nickname guy? Uh, no, no, not at all. Actually, is Bo is Bo is the real the full name? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but Bo. like Auburn has a guy whose name is Smoke Monday. Have you watched him? His name's Smoke I, Monday. I like, are you kidding me? Well, I've seen the, the 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 overall film of the defense, but I, I didn't watch any. Uh, what about? I uh, no. See, I should have looked this up before. Because that, that guy grades high on the naming uh, on the naming list, so they, I should have known. They also have an edge player. His name's Big Cat Bryant. Well, Big Cat, of course. That's uh, one of my favorites. But he's a tiger, so I, I think that makes sense. Um, and then uh, Zacoby McLean is a linebacker, but we call him Chainsaw. Chainsaw McLean, but our defensive I, coordinator calls him Ricochet Rabbit. So there's a lot to work with there. A lot to work with there. I can tell you that we like... Um, if I'm not mistaken, not a guy who played uh, like every snap last year. You probably like Owen like, Papo a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. We like him, and we, but we like McLean a lot too. We uh, grades very well for in the in the limited snaps. I'm looking at it now. Hold on a second. So McLean, 101 snaps, but yeah, pick six in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, 88.1 run defense grade. That's very high. That's awesome. So got got the job done, and he'll get a lot more playing time. And I know like linebacker is like the position that Auburn hopes to hang its hat on uh, on defenses. Yeah, team. they've got three really. They, they did have four, but one of the guys opted out because uh, of COVID stuff. Owen Papo, I imagine he's going to test out really well. He's he, he's athletic as all get out. Probably one of the most athletic uh, athletes I've ever seen. But on Twitter. His 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 username on Twitter is at the freak. Do you get points for that in PFF system? Uh, unfortunately, the freak you get knocked points for calling yourself the freak. Okay. Uh, if someone else calls you the freak, well, it it, it, it happened because Auburn's linebackers coach Travis Williams made a rap and referred to Owen Papo as a physical freak, and then that started like oh. with all of the Auburn athletics messaging, and so he just ran with it. So I, I think he I I wouldn't say that he was calling himself the freak. Okay, so then, then, then that's I stand corrected. I have to have to make a quick correction. I was looking at the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, Zakomi McLean, 326 snaps, 84.8 run defense grade. That, that sounds right. Yeah. It's still it's it's still very good. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm about uh, to say I, got, I feel like he played more than that. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Seth, I have one more serious question. Then I want to go back to talking about the the Yale's College Football Guide. Where does how, how does Seth Williams? Um, how does Seth Williams grade out uh, through Pro Football Focus's grading system? Obviously, Auburn fans well, super pumped about Seth Williams and kind of feel like he's going to be the first thousand-yard receiver that Auburn's had in, in a long time. Well, where where do you guys have him going, or, or as far uh, as grading out? Yeah, well, I can tell you that I I like him. I'm a I'm a fan. Well, like, that's all that like matters. All the re receivers uh, that they have there. Um, uh, with that said, I'm not sure that he grades that highly okay on our system well, I, I will say like one of the issues is like if you're getting like having an inaccurate quarterback with you is is not gonna make you look very good uh so he grades that to overall like set a uh, 74.0 receiver grade which is, is honestly it's it's not that it's really not that bad okay but i think that if you if you Gave him a few more accurate balls because one of one of our system, the way our system grades is like, obviously being able to make catches is, is is a big deal, but then being able to create after the catch. So if you have a guy who who's putting the ball behind you a lot, you're not going to get those opportunities. Right. Um, so that's why Seth. So even though I like him, um, not only because we share the same first name, but right. Um, 
I think I think you'll see with a, with a a more experienced Bo Nix. I think you'll see him uh, explode a little a little more. I think. Sure, sure. Seth, uh, give us a give us a rundown on on where people can get the college football guide and 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 how much it is and and what all folks can find inside of it. So basically, what we're doing this year is all the stuff that you know and love about PFF for the NFL. We are giving it to you for college football now. So you can get for eight bucks a month or thirty dollars a year. You can get the grades, which is I think what PFF is known for. Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff that I just just uh, mentioned uh, while talking about Auburn. You gave it to us for free. We appreciate that. For free. Um, I'm just going to give you another grade, 63.2. I'm not going to tell you who or what position, but that's a grade. Um, it doesn't sound very so, high, so you probably gave it a Bo Nix. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, and then, so you can get all that stuff for, for, all, for, for every team in 2019, and then when 2020 starts, you'll have that too. And then we also have a, a subscription package for what we call premium stats. So that, I think, is fantastic. 30 bucks a month or 120 bucks a year, you get all the grades plus you get um, stats. So like you you can go look at Bo Nix and say, oh, where did he throw the passes and where was he good or not good? So like, oh, left, deep left, he was eight for 20. But mm-hmm. deep right, he was, you know, 11 for 15 or something like that. So you can go look at that. You can look at, same thing with receivers. You can go look at, uh, Big Cat Brian, you could say like, oh, how many? Yeah, maybe he he only had this many sacks, but he had like 150,000 pressures. Right, and that's probably good enough. So, so you can get really in detail with um, college football, and both subscriptions come with our college football preview magazine, where we, first of all, it's beautiful. Uh, my boy Anthony Trash, PFF Tony, uh, wrote 120,000 words for it. Unbelievable. Wow. I I. Did, all the quarterbacks and all the scheme-related stuff uh, for each Power Five team. What's the nicest so for, thing you said about Bo Nix in the magazine? Uh, let me let me let me bring it up because I don't really remember that well. But um, so one of the best shows we ever had last week, Seth. We we named uh, we, the the name of the show was Bo Nix is looking thick because uh, he wanted to gain weight and he's like gained a lot of weight and he looks really thick now. Um, can you add that in that Bo Nix now looks thick in 2020? With three yeah, there, three we have, C's. Well, we have a yeah, we have a special Auburn uh, package uh, where it's just pictures of Bonex shirtless. So oh, if you're into that I'm in. stuff, then I'm in. Yeah. Is there a promo really code or anything that we need for that, or the, is, you just got to buy it? Is it, yeah no it's I, you just give me a wink and I send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer. <laughs> yeah. So that and then yeah, it's really cool. Like the the design is cool. Um, uh, you get uh, all this stuff. Oh, another thing you get with with the PFF premium stats is grade under pressure versus grade um, when clean. That's One of important. The interesting things about Bo Nix is that kind of reversed. Uh, he actually grades. He's like 58th in the country in grade versus pressure, but 107th in grade when he's kept clean. So you, you huh. can see that like his athletic ability is really, and that's kind of like. like that's why the floor is so high because yeah. he can do stuff with his body right. uh, um, that other quarterbacks can. Well, Seth, thank you so much, man. Uh, you're on Twitter at PFF underscore Seth. Really appreciate your time today, man. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. And that is Seth Galina. He did not like Bo Nix. 
Whatever. That is fine. That is fine. Yeah, so be sure to check out the guys at PFF if that uh, conversation encouraged you to do so. We'll be back tomorrow. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Follow me on Twitter at Locked. Uh, follow me on Twitter at what am I at? Z Blackerby. I say this every day uh, on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We are also on TikTok. See you tomorrow, guys and gals. Please send in those questions. 205-502-4285. This is Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.